What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Sound Money Podcast. I'm your host, Steve McGarry, and we are going to explore something today called happiness economics. And this may be a new term to many listeners. I was fortunate enough to study this in college. I majored in economics. I was super into macroeconomics, gross domestic product, game theory, uh, you know, all, all of the different philosophers out there, or I guess uh, theorists out there that talked about economics. And I became obsessed with it when I started learning about a lot of the different levers that are pulled up and down within uh, business. And in general, when you're in a local area, whether it's a brick and mortar business or you're operating in a certain state, uh, you know, with your online business, I found it fascinating that you can attract millions of people now with the internet and you can have two or three people, maybe even one person sometimes with a hyper lean business and make millions, millions of dollars. Uh, you can have 10 arms leveraging multiple tools that I've discussed on this podcast with high performance CEOs and team members of hyper growth companies. And one of the things that we often skip over and we don't really discuss very much is GDP in general and the definition of GDP. So this episode is a little bit different, a little bit change of gears here because I, I like talking macro every now and then just to get everybody still in that sky high mentality where if you are very much dreaming big, you can uh, accomplish a lot more. So when we talk about happiness uh, and measurement, it is quite subjective. So when you are thinking about being happy, when you're thinking about measuring being happy, there's a lot of things that go into it depending on your current circumstance. And the concept behind happiness economics is basically using uh, different, different types of like neoclassical economic theory and, and different indices that you can use to measure using subjective surveys. So what would happen is you send out a survey to everyone to see, are you happy? And I like to relate this to business uh, and you know your everyday life, connecting the two and saying that if you send out a survey to your customers after, let's say, you acquire a new business or you're starting a new business and you have a couple hundred thousand customers, you ping the entire group of you know a subset of your user base and you say, hey, guys, what do you like about our product? Are you happy using this product? Do you have access to this feature? Uh, what is what is your income level? Where are you based? Uh, what just anything about your background to, to to learn more about the power users within your user base? And this is something that we don't really do as a uh, as a nation. There are places that are doing it, uh, like France and the UK, a place called uh, Bataan. Uh, that is, um, yeah, they're, they're all very innovative in their ability to measure happiness. And in the old, you know, neoclassical economic theory, it assumes that the higher income uh, that you make, it correlates to the level of, uh, of utility and economic welfare. So if I, you know, am feeling unhappy, all of neoclassical economic theory says, I just need to make more money and I'll be happy. Uh, 
And in relation to business, what we were just saying, if if you reach out to all of your customers and they say, um, yeah, I don't need more of this feature to, to be happy, um, it's the same concept. And I know I'm going back and forth between business and lifestyle because mainly a lot of people that really enjoy this podcast over the past few weeks have been primarily operators and, and business owners. So I, I try to relate this as much as I can to your everyday hustle, your everyday life. And uh, this is more of a, a hierarching, uh, you know, macro level of how, how we need to look at measurements. And when we talk about using things like surveys um, and happiness indexes, I think that there is a really exciting piece that could be in the future. Uh, we don't know what what will happen with GDP, but it was defined very much when if you had a strong back, you could go and work and support a family. Whereas now we're in front of our computers all the time. Uh, we're just kind of plugged in and it, it can seem a little bit daunting. We have like our, our life expectancy is actually going down and we're just struggling uh, as a as a species, I guess you'd say. And we're going definitely much deeper than I anticipated here. I wanted to mainly talk about the uh, subjectiveness of happiness when we are trying to measure it and also the current system that just measures uh, the correlation between higher income and uh, you know the, the higher levels of utility and the economic welfare. So you will be happy if you're rich effectively. So I think when we are talking about what changes can be made. One of the really interesting things in business is with leisure and holidays. There are a lot of people exploring this, and I've had a couple on the podcast that work entirely distributed in remote teams, work in them, and uh, that is very much tied to uh, your quantity and quality of leisure. So if you are working from where you are most productive, whether that's at home, a coffee shop, a co-working space, that is uh, how you are going to perform the best. And companies that are doing that are leaping ahead of these centralized bodies and people that are required to come into an office every day. I think that that is very much going to diminish over time. And I think people are going to realize that they have a lot of leverage given there's more information on their cell phone available uh, to them 24-7 remotely anywhere in the world, uh, whereas they don't just need to be sitting in front of a computer and they can do everything digitally. So I think that when we talk about the quantity and quality of leisure, this is very much connected to the measuring happiness. And when you're running a business, when you're operating day in, day out, I think that a lot of these remote workers and this entire generation is very much pushing for 1099 gig-based economy and uh, the remote status of, of, of work. And this is a fundamental component to what I was just talking about, where people are feeling uh, life expectancy is going down, depression is going up, people are feeling kind of lonely when they're in their, their own space. But in theory, like I was saying, the neo-economic, uh, uh, classical economic theory is that, you know, if, you're, if your amount of leisure is going up, you should be happier. And yet we have all of these remote workers, we have all these people all over the world that are working day in and day out from wherever they want. 
and uh, they're you know not necessarily very happy. A lot of people on social media say that they're very happy, but uh, the only real way we can see this is if we actually send out some sort of survey. And that's kind of what I want to pass on to you as the listener in this episode is just wondering if if working remotely and the quantity and quality of your leisure, if your income levels are going up uh, or going down, if you have access to healthcare, uh, you know you're uh, you're literate, you have access to, to education. What are the things that are most important to keeping you happy? And and that is something that I find to be uh, a fundamental part to measuring the success of a business, measuring the success of a country, measuring the success of uh, a species. I think that it is a very, very important thing. So the last piece that I want to talk about besides the subjective surveys and, and all of the different pieces that go into happiness, how you can relate it to your business, how workers can uh, work remotely and remain happy and stay educated and continuously learn and things like that. There is a study that happened years ago, and uh, I, I forgot how many years ago it was, but it was by uh, Daniel Kahn- Kahneman, I believe his name was, and uh, Angus Deaton. And I remember them because they they found that emotional well-being rose with earnings only up to a threshold of $75,000 a year. When we say $75,000 a year, a lot of people probably listening to this say like, oh, cool. Like I'm either almost there or I blew past that, you know, five years ago or whatever it may be, whatever, whatever, uh, socioeconomic level you're at. It's just a very interesting figure that $75,000 afterwards, you saw, uh, like, a uh, after a certain point after the 75,000, a diminishing marginal utility or diminishing marginal, um, return, it was going down after you you hit that threshold people were happy enough at that $75,000 level so that's just a, a fun study and i know that there's a lot in this subject around you know leisure quality of consumption quality of work income all of these things that go into it but from a business operator's perspective just keep in mind that the uh, the, the studies show that emotional well-being rose when people were making $75,000 a year. And that is, you know, it, it basically debunks the fact that high income um, is is directly correlated to happiness because people that are striving to make a half a million dollars a year or a million a year, they are just constantly working around the clock. Everybody I know that makes $25, $30 million a year, they are constantly working. And there is always always a sacrifice to that much work. Uh, No matter who you are, there is always going to be a sacrifice there. And that's kind of the the part where I want to leave you guys. I want to just emphasize that there is a lot of very interesting research around measuring happiness. There's a relationship between income and happiness that uh, neoclassical economic theories uh, suggests and I think that there is a really powerful way to you do it at your organization, where you work. There is, there is a way to measure happiness. Uh, workplace happiness is, is very important. Tony Shea uh, from Zappos talks about it a lot. People are very gung-ho about happiness indexes in, in the workplace. And they're just trying to make sure that everyone is on track because very similar to some of the interviews on this podcast, like... Uh, 
uh, Aman from the uh, Ministry of Supply, he said that their most important thing that they track is the the happiness uh, of their employees. And I think that that is a outstanding way of tracking business. And he said it was more important than all business KPIs that they're tracking. It's just the, the happiness and willingness to uh, participate and come to work excited. And that is a fantastic way of looking at it. So that's where I'm going to leave you guys on this podcast. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I know that it is a little bit different, but I wanted to just talk about workplace happiness because it has come up a lot. And, you know, a few dozen people DM me over the past two months about this and having someone on to talk about it. But I really wanted to just talk about it myself before I bring on a few more guests who are coming on the show in the next few weeks here to talk about this, uh, to talk about you know, the basics of, of measurement when it comes to happiness, to hiring, to culture, there's, there's so many things involved in this. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more of trying to get across the fact that it is, it's out there. If you haven't researched it, you should definitely check more out about it. And, uh, that there's a lot of factors that go into happiness, a lot of them. Um, many that are not even economic factors. Uh, many are, you know, self-respect, confidence, social interactions, all, all sorts of belief structures, all different things. And I just think that changing up GDP, helping uh, people out that need help and, and, and making sure that we as a, uh, a nation, a world, everyone is striving to, you know, move forward uh, with happiness and uh, potentially gross domestic happiness would help, uh, just like France and the UK are doing. But that is it for this episode. I hope that you guys like it. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Sound Money Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Sound Money Podcast with your host, me, Steve McGarry. If you guys want to learn more about all of our previous episodes and our upcoming episodes, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify. We are trying to get the word out there. So feel free to share the Sound Money podcast as well as like us on iTunes. Leave us a review if you feel so compelled to do so. And join us next week on the next episode because we're going to be talking about some really exciting new technologies on next week's episode. And I want you to think about how these technologies from today's episode could apply to the workplace that you are currently in. And that is it. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.